Chapter 75 of the Ontario Reader's Third Book by the Ontario Ministry of Education. Read for LibriVox.org by Tricia G. William Tell and His Son from Chambers Tracts. The sun already shone brightly as William Tell entered the town of Altorf, and he advanced at once to the public place, where the first object that caught his eyes was a handsome cap, embroidered with gold, stuck upon the end of a long pole. Soldiers were walking around it in silence, and the people of Altorf, as they passed, bowed their head to the symbol of authority. The cap had been set up by Gessler, the Austrian commander, for the purpose of discovering those who were not submissive to the Austrian power, which had ruled the people of the Swiss cantons for a long time with great severity. He suspected that the people were about to break into rebellion, and with a view to learn who were the most discontented, he had placed the ducal cap of Austria on this pole, publicly proclaiming that every one passing near, or within sight of it, should bow before it, in proof of his homage to the duke. Tell was much surprised at this new and strange attempt to humble the people, and, leaning on his crossbow, gazed scornfully on them and the soldiers. Berenger, captain of the guard, at length observed this man, who alone amidst the cringing crowd carried his head erect. He ordered him to be seized and disarmed by the soldiers, and then conducted him to Gessler, who put some questions to him, which he answered so haughtily that Gessler was both surprised and angry. Suddenly he was struck by the likeness between him and the boy Walter Tell, whom he had seized and put in prison the previous day for uttering some seditious words. He immediately asked his name, which he no sooner heard than he knew him to be the archer so famous as the best marksman in the canton. Gessler at once resolved to punish both father and son at the same time, by a method which was perhaps the most refined act of torture which man ever imagined. As soon, then, as the youth was brought out, the governor turned to tell and said, I have often heard of thy great skill as an archer, and I now intend to put it to the proof. Thy son shall be placed at a distance of a hundred yards with an apple on his head. If thou strikest the apple with thy arrow, I will pardon you both. But if thou refusest this trial, thy son shall die before thine eyes. Tell implored Gessler to spare him so cruel a trial, in which he might perhaps kill his beloved boy with his own hand. The governor would not alter his purpose. So Tell at last agreed to shoot at the apple as the only chance of saving his son's life. Walter stood with his back to a linden tree. Gessler, some distance behind, watched every motion. His crossbow and one arrow were handed to Tell. He tried the point, broke the weapon, and demanded his quiver. It was brought to him and emptied at his feet. He stooped down, and taking a long time to choose an arrow, he managed to hide a second in his girdle. After being in doubt a long time, his whole soul beaming in his face, his love for his son rendering him almost powerless, he at length roused himself, drew the bow, aimed, shot, and the apple, struck to the core, was carried away by the arrow. The marketplace of Altorf was filled by loud cheers. Walter flew to embrace his father, who, overcome by his emotion, fell fainting to the ground, thus exposing the second arrow to view. Gessler stood over him, awaiting his recovery, which speedily taking place, Tell rose and turned away from the governor with horror. 
The latter, however, scarcely yet believing his senses, thus addressed him. Incomparable archer, I will keep my promise. But what needed you with that second arrow which I see in your girdle? Tell replied, It is the custom of the bowmen of Uri to have always one arrow in reserve. Nay, nay, said Gessler, tell me thy real motive, and, whatever it may have been, speak frankly, and thy life is spared. The second shaft, replied Tell, was to pierce thy heart, tyrant, if I had chanced to harm my son. End of section 75 This recording is in the public domain.